Fulhamish is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Hello and welcome to the Fulhamish podcast. My name is Sammy James. This is your weekly independent audio digest for Fulham FC supporters. And tonight we're doing a Derby and November preview. And to do that with me tonight is Don Betts. How are you doing, Dom? Not bad myself. Not bad. Um, just the two of us today, little two-man pod. And after all the excitement for England fans of the international break, can we handle club football being back in our lives? We've just had so much going on over the past two weeks. Yeah, I mean, England, although the games were quite poor, I actually thought there was quite a few positive take out of the game considering this, the opponents we were playing. But, I mean, yeah, it's great to get back to club football and no international breaks now till end mid-March. So we'll be looking into especially the next three games that Fulham have got coming up. We're going to be playing Derby on the telly on Saturday night. Uh, Then on Tuesday night, we head up to Bramall Lane. And then after that, Millwall visit the cottage. Let's look first at the upcoming Derby game, Dom. Um, They were in really good form until a surprise defeat to Reading at Pride Park just before the international break. But it's far from an easy game and and a team that we've really struggled against since coming down to the championship. Have we even beaten Derby, actually? Yeah, I think we beat them 3-1 or 2-0 in one game. I think Bodorov and Woodrow scored. Yes, yes, that was in the first, um, first season down. But since then, it's been a pretty terrible record against Derby. Yeah, it's not been the greatest. Even when the couple of times we played them in the Premier League, it wasn't the best. But, I mean, you never know with Derby. You never know which Derby's going to turn up. Although, you know, Gary Rowe's a very organised manager and he's got them playing very, I'd say, functional and structured style of football. You've always got to fancy yourself going into any game against a team of similar stature. But the form we're in and the form they're in before the running game, it is going to be a very, very tough game. And apart from if we're playing QPR or Brentford, we don't seem to play well on the telly. Uh, they've lost a couple of quality players in the, uh, in the summer derby, but they've still got uh, a very decent squad. Although an ageing defence, which hopefully if we decide to use pace against, um, could be a good weapon for us. Yeah, we discussed it I think last week about how maybe we need to change our style until Tom Kearney turns to fit into a more counter-attacking style. I know fans won't want to have us to be playing counter-attacking football in our own stadium, but if they've got a slow defence and if they're going to want possession, it'll be a good tactic to deploy. I mean, we've got the likes of Cabano, Molo, Aite. We pointed this out before that we've got a lot of pace out wide. So if we utilise that against their slowish derby defence, and I don't see a reason why it wouldn't be successful, but I just can't see Slav doing that. Slav clearly loves his possession-based football, and hopefully he brings in a style which isn't just possession for possession's sake like it was against Wolves, and we actually have some purpose to it. But I think it will be a very, very close game. We've never really been dominated this season, really, apart from the Wolves game, so I can see it being a close game. I just... Being at home, I just can't see it us keeping a clean sheet or Horace really getting a really emphatic win here. We don't do clean sheets at home. It's just not just not what we do. We don't really think, do clean sheets full think, stop. I can't remember the last one we got, but I believe it's something like February or March or something like that. I'm really hoping that after the Wolves game, there is a bit of reaction. Now, I know we said this on the podcast after the Bristol game. Oh, hopefully there's a reaction um, after that defeat. But certainly the Wolves one will have hurt. There were some quite frank words I saw on the website from Dennis Adoy after that Wolves game. And I mean, he said we need to stop playing like Barcelona. I know that um, that I've taken his quote out of context, but I thought that was a little bit rich um, from Dennis Adoy. Uh, The one really interesting thing in this game, though, Dom, I think, is the return of Chris Martin of course um, we all know uh, what happened with Chris Martin last season 
pretty much went on strike batting it back in January and his, and his Fulham career never really recovered from that he never picked up the form that he had in the early part of the season after that he hasn't been starting too much for Derby this season but has made plenty of appearances off the bench and um, fitness prevailing you will imagine he will play some part on Saturday what, in, what reception is he going to get? I think it will be a bad reception considering the reception he got when he was playing for us um, but as far as I'm concerned it's 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 not really anything I'm worried about. Chris Martin, like he doesn't get into the Derby team. He, he comes on the odd occasion, but I think he could be actually be a useful weapon for them off the bench because I wouldn't say our defence exactly plays well against a physical forwards. I mean Tim Ream, Tom Callas, Michael Maddell, whoever we decide to play there. Although Tim Ream may be like six foot two, six foot three, he never seems to win aerial battles. You see how easily he got like brushed off the ball with Sammy Amiobi against the, against Bolton in that game at home. <laughs> so I yeah. think he could be a useful weapon for Derby off the bench, but I don't see him making too much of an appearance in this. Um, speaking of the defence, Dennis Adoy came in for Thomas Callas against Wolves. Now, we believe that to have been a tactical decision from Slav, um, with Thomas Callas just not living up to anywhere near the expectation uh, we had after his good performances last season. Do you think that Slav will stick with Dennis at the back, or do you think now maybe Thomas has had one game out, he will go back to his trusted Ream and Callas partnership? I think against a team like Derby, you do want Thomas Callas, and he's the more physical of the two. So I think he's the type of player you're going to be wanting. I don't trust Dennis Adoy at centre back. I know he had a good couple of games there, but I just don't. I don't trust him at the back. He's not a natural centre back. And for me, if you're going to be playing someone there, you do want a natural centre back. Although players can adapt, it's been proved with like Cesar's Pilicueta, Javier Mascherano, those sort of players. But this isn't those these sort of players. This is Dennis Adoy. So I think, <laughs> so I think he, we should just revert to our normal back four of Fredericks, Callas, and Reem. And I'd hopefully hope to see Rafa at left back because Cess has looked slightly out of depth this season. If he wasn't like our wonder kid or he wasn't so young, I do think he would have been dropped by now. So I hope to see him further forward with Rafa becoming a left back because he. How else are you going to get a match fit about him playing matches? He can't get a match fit playing for the under twenty threes. He's come off the bench once or twice, so I think he should get a start in this game because he really should be given the opportunity to prove that he is a really, really solid left back. Yeah, I definitely would like to see Rafa Schwarz playing left back. I think that it seems to be the general consensus from pretty much every Fulham fan I've spoken to that he has to be given an opportunity. He's come here, I know he's arrived on loan, but he's come with a very big price tag, Rafa Schwarz, an amazing reputation from Portugal. It seems insanity to me that uh, Slav hasn't decided to use him more. And he's looked bright in both the games he, he's come on. So it seems to me uh, a little bit of a no-brainer. Uh, looking further forward on the pitch... Uh, Kearney played a few games in a row. He played against Bolton and against Bristol, but missed out in that Wolves game. After a couple of weeks off, well, actually two and a half weeks off, you include the fact he didn't play against Wolves, and a bit of time for some R&R and a Hakkasan on Wednesday night I saw with Matt Smith. You'd imagine he might be um, ready to make an appearance again. And, and if we can get him fit it will make such a huge difference and might be the difference to a kid team that's lacking in confidence so much at the moment to get a key player back like that. Yeah, with the, with Tom Kearney, I think there's no point in rushing him back in because we've seen that in the last couple of games where he has played that hasn't really been that effective. So unless he's definitely match fit and will be at the last 75, 80 minutes, I don't see the need to just rush him back into the side. I would actually like to see Cissé given a go in the team because... Although Norwood, Johansson and McDonald, none of them have been good. None of them have never seen been bad. But I think Cissé would offer something else in that midfield, breaking up the play like McDonald does. And 
although it, it is a bit defensive, I think a player like him would be quite key. And I think Norwood and Johansson, they haven't been the greatest in recent times. So I wouldn't be surprised to see one of them dropped when Cissé come in. Because although you could say he did play extremely poor against Bristol Rovers, I mean, in that Leeds game at Ellen Road, he was fantastic. So... I don't, I don't see a reason why he shouldn't be given a chance. I think Norwood and Johansson have had enough chances to, and they haven't really proved too much, although it has to do with the lack of Tom Kearney. I think Cissé wouldn't be a bad option with the with a, with a dull pivot with McDonald. I know at home it might not necessarily be the best tactic, but I think it would be quite an interesting tactic to we could ploy. So I think if Kearney is definitely match fit, then yes, definitely play him. But if he's only 40% fit, we've seen he's not that effective. The only game where he's played brilliantly, brilliantly, brilliantly well would probably have been the Ipswich game away from home at the end of August and apparently after that game he was literally completely dead so and you don't want to be taking one game against Derby for him to be out for the next three so I think it's an important choice for Slav to make and hopefully he makes the right one because there has been too many criticisms I think he's made this season. Well yeah and actually I've just remembered Kevin McDonald is suspended for Saturday's game he's already got a yellow card suspension only 14-15 uh, games into the season he's already racked up five so seems inevitable that we might see Cissé which doesn't please me to be honest that much Dom I know you seem to be quite a big advocate of him but I think he's been pretty poor whenever he's coming on barring that Leeds game well, I don't think he was incredible he was, a, he was a 7 out of 10 for me he far from embarrassed himself but I think since then he hasn't really offered too much although it is difficult when you only come on in 5-10 minute spells as he had but if he does get a full run out on Saturday he will have to up his game for me I think he's been poor all over decision making and poor sloppy passes as well so yeah I'm not too enamoured the fact we might have to rely on Ibrahim Assise on Saturday and the fact that we're having to use him I think shows a poor recruitment strategy we've got such a lack of depth in that central midfield berth but one of the areas I think Fulham need to address on Saturday and what's been a big problem for us in October and that game in November against Wolves is the fact we keep conceding the first goal we keep going behind and I know that seems such an obvious problem to need to address but we're always fighting an uphill battle we've managed to come back a couple of times but obviously against Villa and Wolves we weren't capable of doing that what what, what can we do to kind of start games stronger yeah I think we we've clearly proved like that we have the sort of character in the squad that we can battle from behind and equalise. We did it in the last two home games against Bolton and Preston, but that was more out of desperation and I think tactical genius from Slav. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think yeah, it's obviously in any game it's more not to go behind. But I think it it literally comes down to the way the, t- the manager sets the team up as well because you it's I'm not saying he set up our team against Wolves to go behind and to fail, but it wasn't any thing in the team to, that I thought that could fight back against this Wolves side we discussed in the last podcast that in the system that Wolves were playing we should have been, we should have actually gone with a three at the back and it would have actually counteracted their style because it's proved in the games they've performed weekly and so I think if Slav could start adapting the team we have to the team we're playing it we won't see better sort of results but I think yeah as long as as long as we go positive into the game and don't just sort of be negative because I think we've been quite negative or maybe passive is a better word to use in some of these games so far if we actually sort of go out and attack Derby County because they probably won't be expecting that we expect to sort of like us to keep the ball and then just matches on the counter attack but we actually go not full throttle to an extent but actually attack Derby County in our opening half an hour then I think it could be a different game 
Yeah, it seems to me we're quite ponderous in the first 10, 15 minutes and, and not really grabbing the game by the scruff of the neck. And I think maybe if we were a bit brighter in those opening spells and really attacking teams, especially at home, and you feel like on Saturday it's going to be a good atmosphere, it's a tea time kickoff, which I always think is a great time uh, for football. It's, it's on Sky. If that can't G Fulham up for the first 15 minutes, then, and then I think nothing will. And hopefully a slightly brighter start from Fulham. And if they come out the block, a little bit more, uh, then then we might then we might reap the benefits of that. Um, now we spoke in the last podcast how we think Slav could be under a little bit of pressure if he doesn't get off to a good start in this section of fixtures. Uh, you even went as strongly to say, Dom, that if he hasn't got positive results out of the next three games, he could be under real pressure. What's the minimum points haul that Slav needs to stop? not only the fans but the board breathing down his neck because he's in a position now where I don't think he's genuinely uh, in in fear for his job but I, it wouldn't take too much for it to become a bit of a situation and that the board may have to make a decision one way or the other. Yeah, I think we spoke about it last week that I thought he would be in massive jeopardy of his job but the whole Craig Klein situation has sort of thrown it out the window for me because I think he will be given at least until the end of January or maybe until mid-February to see if he can make his own signings and see how they play. But I think, yeah, he has to pick, in the next three games we have, he has to be picking up at least four or five points. Then that's the absolute minimum because I know I know we haven't got a greatest home record. It's actually pretty poor for compared to what it used to be in the Premier League days. But yeah, I think he needs to be picking at least four or five points out of his next three games. I think that's critical. And I think he will be given January transfer window. He will be given his own transfer window. And I think after that, we can really judge and what sort of players Slav wanted to bring in. Because although this whole Craig Klein thing, everyone's like, oh yeah, a lot of these players are Klein players. Most of the players are Klein players because they have to go through him. And if you look at last season, half our, new, half our players were signed on the basis of Klein's statistical analysis. So... I don't think you can look too bad into it. But yeah, I think Slav won't be sacked. I don't see the point in it, really. Although no. it, w- it would be good to have a change of ideas, I think. It's no point sacking a manager halfway through a championship season because it's proven that if we sack a manager halfway through the championship season, it means you resign to doing nothing in that season. The only time I think a team's gone up with a point manager halfway through was with Slavisa Jakanovic at Watford. And that team was basically getting automatic promotion anyway. And it's Watford who changed their manager every five seconds. But yeah, but I think yeah, I think he has he needs to stop picking up results. Otherwise, people will start questioning him, like a lot of Fulham fans have. But we saw last season that he can get the team to perform. It's just all about getting a consistent run of form because that's what it was last season. It wasn't that we were great, although how good we were. It was that we just kept on this massive good run of form, and form breeds confidence. And I think if we start getting some good few results, we'll be searing up the table towards the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what the championship is about. A lot of it is consistency and putting runs together. And I know you can say that about any league, but the championship seems to be this crazy league where runs of form just come in waves for teams. And you'll see a team win five games and then won't win the next five games, especially this season. It seems hugely unpredictable. Uh, Looking further than the Derby gangs. I think this Derby one on Saturday is is a tricky tie. I know that Derby lost their last game, but they and then they don't quite have the uh, pedigree that they have had in recent seasons. And I think it was a real surprise that Derby didn't end up in the playoffs last year after the squad that they had. Um We've got a trip to Sheffield United followed by Millwall at home. This is two promoted clubs that at the beginning of the season we would have targeted probably as as six points 
in the bank. But I guess with Sheffield United's very strong start and also Millwall um, certainly not disgracing themselves in the championship this season, um, that's certainly not going to be as easy as we may have thought back in August. Yeah, I because obviously Wolves has this system which has been very, very successful this season, very, very successful last season under Chris Wilder with the with the three centre backs and then the likes of just some proper I don't want to say Brexit strikers, but that's the best way to put it, <laughs> with Leon Clark up there. But I think he scored yeah. four goal four scored four goals uh, against Hull in his last game, which is an incredible feat at any level for any striker. Exactly. I think again, it's what I need to ask Slav to do every single time. Is he I think he needs to adapt our team against um Sheffield United to the team we're playing because you can't just sit with your system and expect that to work it's not football manager where you can just sit with a tactic and it just destroys the entire league that's not how that's not how real football or the championship works I think he needs to unless start you have the budget or the resources to be able to do that a la you know Barcelona or at the moment Man City yeah, exactly. I think you need to you need to start adapting. That's why we've got that's the point of a squad in the championship that you use different players for different games because they they suit different games more. And I think that's also helps where like his coaching staff come in and even data analysis come in that proves these sort of players are successful against these teams. So I think like I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see a very different team play in the derby game than it does in the Sheffield United game. Exactly, and it's, it surprises me though that Slavisa is like this because I swear when Slavisa joined Fulham, that was one of the attributes that was regularly put onto Slavisa Jukanovic. Oh, he doesn't just play one way; he's he's a bit of a tactical chameleon, and, and he changes his colours depending on on who we're playing. But it does seem nowadays for Fulham, he, he's stuck in this rigid system. I do wonder if he's just he was so enthralled with the style that we played last season that he can't get it out of his head why Fulham cannot play the same way as we did back in March, April, May when his system began to click. Yeah, one thing I thought of Wolves actually was that obviously Font was playing through the middle which is what everyone wanted but he was getting no service so I don't understand why he can't just give Jordan Graham a chance. He's, he's clearly in training. He's clearly trying to get into the team. But Slav is maybe because he's a Klein sign. He's like, yeah, no, you're not coming say. in. But if we clearly know he's got a good delivery of the ball. And that's what Font needs. Because although Font is more of a playmaking forward, and like maybe a false nine, deep line, deep line striker, I guess you could say, he does need that supply. And he wasn't getting any of that in the Wolves game. So maybe John Graham should get a chance and could get a chance sometime soon. And maybe because Klein's gone now, the players will actually get their proper chances to try and get into the side. But I don't really know what side we're going to put out <clears throat> and I don't really know what side Slav thinks he should put out because it's totally different things and for me I'd be playing Sess and Moller out wide because I think they're the most direct of wingers we got they're going to be getting to the byline they're going to be getting inside the box and want to be creating chances and not just this possession based system which is really getting tedious at the moment so I think yeah Slav needs to make the right decisions in the next three games and if he does if he has got this tactical now that everyone says he's got then we should be getting like five points in the next three games at least um, are you excited for a Tuesday night trip to Sheffield Dom I couldn't think of anything better <laughs> pop world of course, of course. Yes. Uh, I'm very sad I can't make the trip. There are free coaches, though, on offer, so it is easier uh, than you would initially believe uh, to get up to Sheffield. If it wasn't for the fact that I generally have to wake up at about four uh, on weekday mornings, I definitely, definitely would have made the trip because I've never been to Bramall Lane, and uh, Sheffield is a cracking city for a night out. So if you haven't got your tickets uh, for the Sheffield United away game, uh, make sure you check out the article uh, that Dom put up a few weeks ago, uh, the, uh, the November away day planner.
Um, speaking of articles on the Fulhamish website, have you checked out George Singer's article for, uh, on Fulhamish, Dom, um, about our statistical um, revelations that we are genuinely poor at set pieces? It's been statistically proven. I didn't really need to read an article to know how bad we are at set pieces, but I will give it a read. I have been very busy recently with two, working two jobs. It's very, always fun, isn't it? But, um, <laughs> it's yeah, a very no, interesting article how he looks into it, though, and his basic conclusion is that if Fulham just took set pieces a little bit more seriously, that it could have resulted in another four or five goals last season and sides that had no better set piece ability in terms of attributes and were no taller than Fulham that actually got those extra goals last season and it, and it proved the difference and he also debunked the theory of that uh, the slopes at Craven Cottage make a difference because actually statistically Craven Cottage is about average uh, for set piece goals in the division and clearly most of those uh, are coming at the opposition end so if you haven't read the article a bit like Don make sure you check it out because it's hugely interesting and certainly if like me for the past couple of seasons you've been tearing your hair out about how poor Fulham are at set pieces every time. I thought I was going mad at first. I was thinking, no one else is noticing oh, how crap we are at set pieces. I swear it's just me. So if you are a bit like me, te- check the article out now at fulhamish.co.uk. So Dom, um, what would be your points prediction be then? Uh, you've said that it's a minimum of four or five from the next three games. What do you actually think that Fulham might achieve? I generally think we're going to get three and that's a win against Millwall. But... I don't know. I just Derby. I can see Rowett adapting the way he plays to the way to the way Fulham are going to set up against him because I think it's going to be quite obvious that it's going to be a four-two-three-one, four-three-three possession-based system, and I think Derby have got the players to counteract that. So I think I I think we can get something against Derby, but I wouldn't be surprised if we lost. Like I'd be annoyed when we lose, but I wouldn't be surprised. And then Sheffield United, there. I don't know. It depends how we set up against Sheffield United, really, because. They they obviously play a three back system like Wolverhampton and you you never you never know Slav might change it change it up and fight in the system that counteracts their style of play and we win that game but for me the only game I can see us definitely winning at the moment is the Mill game but saying that our home record's so bad I don't know how but I think yeah I, I if I'm gonna make a proper prediction mm, I'll say four because I I think we'll definitely lose at least one of them. Yeah, four was what I was going to go with as well. I feel like we might get a draw out of the Derby game on Saturday. Don't think it's going to be terribly pretty. Sheffield United, to me, does just seem like a game that Fulham will lose. It's it's away up north in November. And I know in the past few seasons, we've kind of debunked that theory that was especially prevalent whilst we were in the Premier League, that we're just terrible midweek away. Uh, I think that Preston game towards the end of the... Uh, season a couple of years ago was our first midweek away victory outside of London in something ridiculous like four or five years and last season we had plenty of good midweek away day victories but I don't know why there's just something about that Sheffield United game which just screamed out defeat to me I really hope I'm wrong though I really really I do I really hope it's a better game of football than the last time I went to Bramall Lane to watch Fulham versus Sheffield United because that FA Cup game on was it the Sunday like lunchtime was absolutely terrible I, I saw the um, highlights of that the other day. I was looking for a little bit of a throwback video for uh, the Fulhamish Twitter page. Amazing how many chances we missed in the at the end of that yeah, game. Darren, I think Darren it, Ben missed it, an open goal. Yeah, I think you could just put a gif up of Darren Ben's miss from about a yard out and that would have summarised the game. But again, we could do with Roddy Yeager right now. Have him up front, direct forward. And then just oh. get, get bad goals left, right and centre. We all but dream yeah. of a team of Roddy Yeagers. Exactly. 
But yeah, I think it it will be it will be a fun game. I, I don't know how many people we bring. I thought we'd bring more than it looks like a going because of the free coaches. But clearly, that's not an incentive for Fulham fans to be going at the moment. Clearly not, and maybe an improvement on the pitch uh, would also help things in that regard, Dom. Uh, Dom, thank you so much for appearing on the podcast today. Just to let you know that Fulhamish is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Right now, you can bet £5, get £20. Just use the link at bet.fulhamish.co.uk. Dom, we're going to be back on Monday with a full reaction from the Derby game and a preview to the Sheffield United game. So look forward to that podcast. It'll be a regular podcast with all the lads in the studio again but enjoyed this little chat uh, just me and you so thank you very much no worries and we'll see you soon bye bye laters